0: Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life.
1: Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work,
0: and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life.
1: This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I tricked Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me and their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families and express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Movement Radio. Um, so we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies onto the show.
0: Hello, wonderful listeners around the world. Thank you so much for joining us today on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And today we're talking about something really important uh, that, you know, for anyone who has special people in their life that are men, then this is something that we really hope that you find relevant and important because this month here in Australia is Movember, which is all about bringing Mm -hmm. awareness to men's health and uh, hence the reason all these guys are walking around sporting very, very (laughs) unattractive mustaches. Um, Yeah, I do not dig it at all. (laughs) it's a competition with the guys they grow these you know horrible facial hair um you know things just to to i guess one up each other it's almost like an, an outward sign of the inward masculinity but um it's quite entertaining to see how how bad it's going for some guys and some guys it's just like an overnight mustache which is uh, impressive my husband would fall yeah. in that category if i let him i'm sure but uh, i was like no way <laughs> i appreciate the uh, the interest in men's health and we also just had as well international men's health day so i think you know there's so many good things this month pointing us towards looking at uh, men's health and it would be remiss for us to miss this opportunity to have a chat about important men's health uh, topics and today primarily the number one thing we want to talk about is prostate health so andrea how's your month been going obviously yeah, you're you're noticing the same in practice all these men are, are growing moustaches <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah, and it's funny because Dean is, like, you know, pretty wooly all year round, so... (laughs) <laughs> He's doing November all the time. It is funny, though, like what you said, that some are just, you know, have that overnight moustache um, and others like are really struggling. And I wonder if there's any um, kind of self-esteem that goes with that for guys who can't grow facial hair. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I should ask them. Um, ladies, we, we literally tried to record this episode probably three times last week and every time we had issues. So I had sound technical issues on my end. Um, I had internet issues where literally, the connection was so poor I couldn't even make a call to Ashley (laughs) um, which was just sounds ridiculous Uh, and then poor Ash had a really sick barb poor little Ollie and we had a full moons women's circle at the practice on Friday night and what we learned that this month is Mercury oh, sorry, Mercury is in retrograde until the 6th of December. So, you know, that's messing with a bit of technology. But also um, this full moon in Gemini is all about that throat chakra, all about speaking out, all that
0: sort of stuff. So I'm just wondering. (laughs) Wow, uh, talk about having uh, having a good reason to have laryngitis for like the first time I think in my entire life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that's why Ash is sounding a little bit, she's got that sexy husky voice going on today. How Um, weird is that? Oh, my gosh, Amazing. Hey Ash, I've got I've got an announcement to make though, and oh, I have okay. I haven't told her this off air, guys. So you're hearing it here first. And she's <laughs> sitting down, So "No, it's great." Um, so we had weird recording stuff happen on the last episode as well. So ladies we apologize if there it was a bit staticky and i was repeating a little bit as well um we've had our producers fix that so hopefully it sounds a bit better but because of that for the first time in like 128 episodes i listened to our podcast oh my
0: goodness (laughs) playback oh wow well done you know
1: and Man, we are pretty smart. <laughs> I was like, "Geez, these girls—they've got it going on." I—I I impressed the pants off. At, no, we impressed the pants off me. I was like, "Damn, this is really good." But I also figured out that there was a um, an old twenty-eight day reset uh, advertisement on the front of the episode that we've also asked them to make So I think that was just an error. Um, but anyway, big milestone for the first time. Where, Three years down now, and it's the first time I've actually ever oh, been awesome able to listen to, to. and oh. it
0: was not nearly as cringeworthy as what I was expecting. So I've told you this you time and time again. so self self-esteem, <laughs> self-esteem, babe. Um, but you know what? This is all about the men today. Let's not make yes. it about us, okay? <laughs> no, let's talk about <laughs> prostate. It's much more exciting. <laughs> well, actually, it is because it um it is something that I think you know we're seeing you know both of us in practices and that that there's a lot of men that are being undiagnosed because they're not getting checks or underdiagnosed because potentially it's being put down to other issues and ignored. Um, And we know that like all health concerns, the sooner you find something, the better the outcome, um, the easier it is to intervene and the, you know, the better long-term prognosis. We used to think that, you know, prostate cancer particularly and prostate problems were only old men's stuff right? This is like a lot of, you know, female reproductive issues, cervical cancer, all of these things. We used to think it was a certain age group, like, you know, you're 50 plus, but we are starting to see that is not the case. So ladies, if this is not just about your dad, this might be about your partner, your brother, your husband, because this is happening to younger and younger men. And this is also why it's being dismissed by younger and younger men, because they think, well, this couldn't happen to me. I'm too young for that. Um, And so we really want you to know what the prostate is. Some of the common prostate health problems so you know how to I guess approach the subject with you know your partner or loved one and also then some of the things that can be done so that you know you understand that there are different pathways and avenues to address these problems and it doesn't always require radical surgical medical intervention there's some things that can be done in the in the interim so that it doesn't get to that stage um, because we really would love to help you prevent issues rather than you know fix them through um, a more aggressive medical approach. And I think that... One of the reasons why
1: it goes so underdiagnosed or sort of maybe unregulated is because that there is actually so little information out there for men when it's concerning their actual prostate health. And until you have full-blown prostate cancer, then there's a very little that um you know guys really explore in the realm of this. And maybe it's because this is part of their reproductive function. Maybe um, you know, guys just always assume that everything is great down there, um, as long as they're you know able to to possibly perform sexually, then they don't think about anything else. But just like, you know, everything is connected in the body, prostate health is a flow and effect for other, you know, things that are going on in the body. So this does not act in isolation to anything else and it's a reflection of how well the full system is functioning too
0: yeah and i think look a lot of guys have fear of the of the glove you know they they think that the only way to assess the prostate is you know a finger up the rectum which is you know not true because we know there's other forms of testing so i think you know fear plays a big part i don't want to know it's easier not to know so we think it's important to know you guys listening think it's important to know otherwise you wouldn't be listening to topics like this so uh let's talk about what the prostate is because a lot of this is a bit of a misconception about what the prostate is, you know, there's this idea and notion of where it sits and what it does. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when we understand what it is and what its function is and you go, oh, it's pretty important. We should look after that little, you know, organ, just like we do lots of other organs in our body. So to understand, yes, yeah, to understand what the prostate is, we're looking at, you know, obviously it's in the male, male reproductive system. Women, we don't have one of these. Um, and it's about the size of a walnut. It surrounds the urethra, which is that tube that empties into the bladder, and it's just sort of below the bladder, if you picture yourself inside, and above the muscles of the pelvic floor and in guys. And the most important function of the prostate is essentially to produce the fluid um, that makes up semen. And when it combines with sperm cells from the testicles, you have – seminal fluid which is amazing and i think you know this is where a lot of people go oh that's where it comes from (laughs) Mm because a lot of people mm -hmm. don't realize like where does the the fluid of semen come from you know they just think it oh does it come out of the testicles um but no it doesn't it comes out of the prostate
1: and that, that fluid, its role is to actually nourish and protect sperm. Mm. And it also helps um, to pump that semen um, th- through the, the penis with force. So, part of the role of the prostate is it actually aids with fertility in a, me- in a mechanical sense. Yeah, ejaculation.
0: Um, it's what uh, yeah.
1: gives it the hooah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that We'll totally quote you on that
1: um, The prostate is actually really fascinating though, Because it also has a Almost like a detoxification role In the reproductive tract too So it, part of what it does is it actually Filters toxins and removes Them so that it can Protect the sperm because you don't want a whole Bunch of you know foreign objects Or things in with that seminal fluid Because um, that's obviously going to affect Your fertility state so when We have that um, detoxification process that's happening and when i say we i mean the collective not you know females (laughs) for it's for men um so this actually enhances the the chances of things like impregnation um, ensures that the actual sperm itself has the right quality um and it's so this is probably perhaps one of the most important functions so it helps to weed out some of the other less functioning sperm
0: which is um, and you it, know which is nature, isn't it? It's a how to get the the strongest survival, or the fittest approach. Um, it's done biologically within the male before we even you know get impregnated, which is incredible. And just um, to you know divert a
1: little bit on that, just because you brought that up, Ash, um, I've seen a lot of semen analysis um, from couples who are going through assisted reproductive um, you know technologies, or they're struggling to conceive, and. What is optimal is absolutely not optimal. So what is listed as, you know, this is good enough, like changes with morphology, um, you know, numbers and everything to do with sperm, it's, it's shocking the test that I've seen. Um, but uh, going back to the prostate, I think that that role of filtering out and removing some of those toxins from the actual semen, I think is probably one of its most important jobs because this – can be one of the reasons why we're seeing like an epidemic of prostate changes as men have to try and deal with more and more toxins in their food in their environment so the prostate has a much
0: bigger job a much harder job to do as well that's just me postulating yeah, but it's not far off the mark. I imagine the studies are starting to show that we know that our environmental um, toxicity, you know, our lifestyle toxicity, just like female health, is being affected. Um, so we are pretty fair to say that that would be a reasonable assessment to guess that that would be a functional issue that happens when we damage the body through toxicity. Mm. The other thing that it does, and we don't want to forget this one because this is obviously, you know, a big deal of being a man. It's the whole male characteristic thing. But essentially it's all about um, hormone production metabolism there as well. Yep, so absolutely. in the prostate, the male sex hormone testosterone is transformed into DHT, which is basically the biologically active form called dihydrotestosterone. And this is the like the male hormone, the androgen, that plays the role in puberty and also mm-hmm. helps the men to develop their adult male characteristics. So, you know, this is obviously, you know, the prostate plays a role all the way through from puberty, you know, into manhood. Um, so what an essential role that is to make sure that met- metabolism um, of testosterone is occurring correctly. So if there's problems with the prostate, then we know that testosterone is being affected too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, if there is a
0: buildup of that toxicity that's affecting
1: that prostate. It's going to affect the production of like five, um, the, the five alpha reductase, which is actually the enzyme that converts that testosterone into DHT. Um, so it, it will affect that enzymatic production that, and this is also part of that declining sex drive as men age. Well, not even as they age, but just that can be part of that, that lower libido for
0: them too. So this is massive. This is not just about, you know, a small little walnut-sized, you know, organ. This is actually about the entire manly experience, isn't it? It's about what it is to be a man. It's how you feel, how you function, um, you know, your, your feelings of virility and sexuality. It's, uh, it's a massive, massive uh, component of men's health. And no wonder it's such a big, you know, talking point when it comes to awareness raising. But, you know, I think it would be remiss to say that it's only prostate cancer because mm-hmm. a lot of people think prostate, prostate cancer, but they don't know about some of the other common prostate health problems that are also wreaking havoc with the quality of life of men. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously the big one is prostate cancer. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But the other ones that are often overlooked are two things called BHBP, So B. BPH, benign, BPH, yeah. Yeah, benign <laughs> prostatic hyperplasia, hyperplasia, so increase, and prostatitis. And these two things are the ones that are basically damaging quality of life well before a diagnosis of prostate cancer is often found. So let's talk a little bit about that, those, Andrew. I think this is something that, you know, this is where we could probably, as women, as partners, you know, or as men listening, Jump in early and make change to health before there become more serious problems.
1: Yeah, and there's lots of early warning signs for this sort of stuff as well. So the BPH is becoming more and more common. Um, So this is essentially where the easiest way I can describe this is where the prostate just starts to enlarge. Mm -hmm. Now, you may become symptomatic of that, and the first sign is changes in urination. So it might be an increased frequency, especially at night. Um, It might be difficulty holding that as well. Um, There might be that hesitation in flow or hesitation in um, Initiation of urine, even if um, there's that urgency to go. There might be some straining when you start to go, it, the flow might be a little bit weaker and it might take longer to finish, or there might be dribbling or leaking after, um, and also that sense of uh, that the bladder hasn't been emptied completely. So for all you ladies who are listening, if you are concerned about this for your significant other, just have a little listen out while they're in the bathroom. Is there any dribbling that's happening? Is it taking them a while once they're standing there? Are you hearing any groaning so it's, like, difficult for them to get started? Um, And, you know, that might be just something that you can gently start to probe about as well. No pun
0: intended there. Um, (laughs) That that was completely accidental. And try not to, I guess, offside them. Are you listening to me going to the toilet? (laughs) (laughs) I can hear that that coming out of uh, most men's mouths. But, look, this is so relevant because, um, you know, we've been having a look for, I guess, relevant information coming from all over the place. I'm utilising some of the Australian resources and statistics. Uh, America's health statistics were actually worse than here in Australia, which is concerning. Mm -hmm. Um, But according to Andrology Australia, which is men's health resource uh, site, they're looking at statistics and basically they're saying one in seven men over the age of 40 suffers from prob- problems with prostate and BPH is the most common. So this is probably the big one. Um, this is where all the warning signs start. And this is why it's so important to understand what it is and what's happening now. So,
1: yeah, and let's look at why this is actually happening, too, because yeah. um for any of the guys listening this is not a this is not a cancerous process this is that's why it's called benign you know, prostate hyperplasia, but all it just means is that there's more growth of that prostate tissue, but it's still definitely causing issues. Now, this can be if there is that, you know, uh, toxic buildup. So maybe, you know, the diet isn't ideal. Maybe there's a lot of environmental toxins. Maybe there's some other things that are going on that means that the other detoxification pathways like the liver and the gut aren't working as well but also if and this is the thing that i find so significantly in men around that age when it starts to happen is hormonal imbalances which makes sense right so if there's changes in those testosterone ratios if there's changes in the ability for testosterone to convert into dht which remember that's the really potent form testosterone that we want lots of then it's going to affect you know all of that reproductive function as well Um, now men also have Uh, versions of estrogen in their system. So we think of estrogen as the feminizing hormone. Um, You know, women have a lot of it, men should have a little bit. But when men get stressed, what actually happens with their testosterone pathways is instead of, you know, getting stressed, making more testosterone to keep them going, uh, they actually convert testosterone into estrogen. Now, the prostate itself, and I find this so, so fascinating, the prostate is very similar tissue to an ovary. So this is an embryological thing that's happened from birth. So when you're having that sex differentiation, um, you know, in utero, that tissue may convert into either an ovary or a testicle or a prostate or something along those lines. So estrogen absolutely still acts on the prostate. So when men are very stressed, when they've got poor stress handling, hormonal, um, you know, things going on, when there's increased inflammatory markers, when they have poor liver health and, you know, what have you, that estrogen is part of what's actually driving that growth of the prostate or that BPH sort of state, um, which I just think is so so fascinating, and I usually um, and it could just be the sample that I have in my practice, but I usually see this in guys who have pretty stressful jobs, um, pretty you know like important roles in their companies, and after their first child as well. Um, so usually when men have their first child, a very normal thing that happens post birth is that their estrogen increases because that's part of what helps them to produce oxytocin to connect with the bub to stay home looking after the tribe rather than, you know, being out with all of that testosterone running through their system (laughs) to be looking for their next mate. So that is a very normal hormonal physiological response that happens. And again, this is an evolutionary thing that goes on. So um, I think just with the stress of modern day life, maybe not optimal health, plus throw kids into the mix then you've got the perfect storm for increasing that um, the chances of BPH and also that hormonal imbalance as well.
0: Mm. And the, isn't that just so common that it's a time when a lot of men as well are starting to deal with, you know, the pressure overload. We're starting to see the increased incidence of things like depression anxiety. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then we start to look at the roles of things like, our, you know, internal health functions, things like the gut-brain axis, and that kind of, Um, That would lead us on to the the next area of prostate health concern. And this is when we start to look at the topic of prostatitis because this has a massive Mm -hmm. connection to, you know, our microbiome. And this is the, you know, like a root cause compound of why there's painful and acute inflammation. So prostatitis Mm -hmm. is basically... An inflammation of the prostate gland mm-hmm. and it can certainly lead to things like sexual dysfunction um sometimes men just have basically pelvic pain you know it's almost mm-hmm. like they have period pain and don't understand so often they think it's just a uti um and also things just urinary symptoms much the same as the the bph so this is something that it does have a massive quality of life effect because often the case is that it's chronic, meaning it's Mm -hmm. difficult to deal with um, and it can be a bacterial source. So, this is where you know correct diagnosis and assessment is really important as well this whole idea of just ignoring things until they get so bad i've got to do something is a crazy notion but it, we know that's what a lot of men do um i think a lot of guys are waking up to it though thankfully for things like movember and a lot of the other campaigns and you know uh, i guess novel approaches i know that um Grilled the burger joint down near us they were doing thing with like guys had to paint a fingernail like it was a, a, oh yeah
1: you yeah. know just
0: to try and bring attention to like it's, you're not too manly to be a man about going to the doctor and getting health checks and things like that. And I thought that's a really great way of opening the conversation, uh, particularly for a lot of men who don't want to discuss things like this. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, prostateitis
1: can either be um, just an inflammatory change or it can be bacterial or viral. So, it's important to differentiate between the two because you don't want to just have a an antibiotic prescription um, if it's not actually a bacterial infection. So just, you know, use caution with that, but definitely worth getting checked,
0: absolutely. Yeah, but I think the trick there too, you know, the conventional medical approach is just to use um, some form of medication to deal with it, isn't it, any sort of pharmacological intervention, high doses of antibiotics, multiple mm-hmm. doses of antibiotics um and of course we know that that's you know a major health damager anyway so we're just talking about how you know there's like semen is essential for taking care of the the vessels that passes through it's you know a ph balancer it's the prostate's there to deal with toxicity and then all of a sudden we go and smash the system you know that seems yeah. to be out of di- <clears throat> and with dysfunction um with things like antibodies which we know may makes major damage to the microbiome so when we talk about underlying causes, um, of prostatitis, because a lot of people go, well, how, how, did, how could you get that? I mean, isn't that just sort of bad luck or something like that? But we know that one of the big, Deals here is the emerging evidence suggesting that a disrupted gut is absolutely an underlying source and cause of disruptive reproductive tract, and they go hand in hand, which is why a lot of cases are, you know, associated with comorbidities such as uh, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, Mm -hmm. and other gut dysfunctions, which is fascinating. So, we certainly, just like we do with female reproductive, you know, we talk about the the reproductive uh, tract being as equally important in terms of health as the gut health tract because of that microbiome so this is where we know that disrupted gut health can absolutely lead to issues with regards to male reproductive health
1: yes absolutely oh that's such a good um summation i think ash because like what we were talking about at the start there is this is not an isolated issue it's all parts of the system that then also affect all of our sexual function and our reproductive organs too Mm. Um, All right. So, ladies and gentlemen listening, if you do think that there's possibly some issues going on, um, and this can be age-specific as well, so as men start to age, they also go through their own sort of version of uh, menopause, (laughs) um, minus the hot flashes, and that, you know, might be very trendily termed andropause, Uh, but uh, technically it's actually like a type of hypogonadism, so an, an underproduction of certain hormones or an imbalance in those. And symptomatically speaking, this is usually where we see changes like um, a decrease in the quality of or ability to reach an erection Um, decreased libido, definitely mood changes, reduced cognitive function, um, fatigue, depression, anger, um, decreased muscle mass and strength, decreased body hair, skin changes, changes in their bone mineral density. So all of these sorts of things that you would associate with a change in testosterone can start to affect men if their hormones and their body is out of balance as they age. So one way that you can actually see, all right, what's actually going on um, is doing like good quality hormonal testing. I find that androgen hormones, are, you know, testing them with serum or via blood test is, is pretty accurate, um, which is great. But then also checking your PSA. Which is your prostate specific antigen? Um, Now, this uh, make sure that the results you're getting are actually age specific, because as men age, this will naturally trend upwards as well. But the PSA can be a good starting point to see if there's an elevation in this. Can it be indicative of, you know, maybe an underlying, um, you know, prostateitis, the BPH, or you know, can be an early increase in, um, you know, cancerous changes too.
0: Absolutely. Excuse me. And I think what you know what you're talking about there is the importance that we we have placed on appropriate and correct testing, Mm -hmm. because there, like we said, by the time you get outward signs of this inward problem, you're now starting to deal with the severity you know scale and it's more likely tipping towards the end of you know more severe problems so we definitely don't recommend just making lifestyle interventions and utilizing you know alternative approaches to to correcting you know your health imbalances before you test these things because a lot of people say oh yeah but i'm now just exercising and eating better so that'll make it better um unfortunately you know when there's a pathological or a disease process going on Mm. sometimes that's not enough and that's not early enough intervention so look we can't stress enough how important it is to get checked (laughs) so please ladies you know men women you need to work on this together you know it's about open conversations about being comfortable talking about it and the why you know what what is this you know little thing for what's this organ for what's it there for why do we need it why do we need to look after it just like you know we put moisturizer on our face in the morning it's just as important as everything else in our body um and of course you know when we look at approaches to helping there are some obvious lifestyle interventions we can take to reduce the chances of damaging the prostate. So let's talk about those because I think, you know, when we know what we can do better, then we have a good chance at you know, making some changes because you might be talking to 20-something guys, 30-something guys. It may not be high on their radar yet. But it can be something we can do to reduce the risks of it happening. We know that there's prostate problems as the aging process goes on. So let's do what we can to, I guess, safeguard our health and well being um, right from the get go. And so some of those things can include uh, well, straight away we talked about it early on, Andrea, You you mentioned about the effect of environmental toxins and the yes. increased volume of those and how much harder the prostate has to work to deal with those toxins um, in Definitely. terms of you know metabolism and purification pathways. So I think that's you know one, one place to start the biggest easiest most straightforward place to start is clean up your home reduce toxic exposure don't use you know toxic cleaning products don't use foods that come out of packets that got all these e numbers and chemicals on there that you have no idea what they mean you know that's one place to, to start and I think that's the simplest and easiest place to start. Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, most of our listeners
1: are pretty clued up on using, you know, good natural forms of body care products and cleaning products and those sorts of things. But, you know, the men in our lives may not make that association as well. So, you know, encouraging them to switch out some of those chemicals that are present in, you know, your body care and your household products, um, you know, avoiding like the commercially um you know, raised beef and meat and dairy and those sorts of things, because we know that there's so much higher in estrogen levels and there's much higher estrogen um, present in factory foods. So, you know, that's all of that process stuff, like what you've talked about, Ash, that's a really good place to start. Um, that's kind of probably the easiest thing because the next thing that is absolutely essential for men, just as it is for women, for our whole body function and our hormonal balance too, is reducing stress levels. Mm-hmm. So there was an alarming study published in the International Journal of Cardiology that showed that patients with BPH or lower urinary tract symptoms had considerably higher prevalence of cardiovascular disease than the same population um, at an older age. So mm. younger guys were getting this. Um, and the underlying reasons for this or the correlation, it's not exactly clear, but what the research was speculating was it was being caused by sleep disturbances, blood pressure variability, hence stress, and increased cortisol level stress. Um, and enlarged prostate may be a risk factor for that cardiovascular disease. So remember, when cortisol is going up, that's affecting testosterone production and conversion. That means testosterone is converting into estrogen. Estrogen is acting on the prostate and, um, you know, stimulating that enlargement process as well. So <laughs> let's, let's get our stress under control. Men and women definitely deal with stress differently, That's for sure. Um, So when men go into their cave, that is actually part of their um, kind of protective mechanisms. That's how they, um, you know, it's kind of that fight or flight response for them or that complete avoidance, which can, you know, men for periods of time could be quite healthy um, you know i'm not gonna get into the psychology of that but um we know that they do really value some of that time we know that guys have got to get out in nature more absolutely um an exercise particularly powerful exercise so um lots of weight training that's going to stimulate the large powerful muscles is one of the best ways to boost testosterone for men um, naturally how amazing is that
0: yeah incredible and so simple you know it's like you know it's really straight lot straight intervention there you don't actually have to pay for anything get outside get moving get running get active yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. and the big one with physical activity too you know there was a review of some studies they looked at um, a bunch of studies looking at the effect of um exercise on prostate cancer risk and 16 out of 27 were unanimously declaring that exercise reduces prostate cancer risk and that's massive so
1: oh how um, awesome is that
0: yeah so it's clinically significant it's not just sort of a hypothesis and the average risk reduction range from 10% to 30% so that's a big deal yeah, awesome. Um, there are some specific foods that we know that are really good for the prostate. So one is tomatoes, Ooh, uh, wild like caught bean. fish. Yeah, the lycopene like yeah, in like the tomatoes. tomatoes. Which is a yeah. powerful antioxidant. So remember we talked about, you know, stress reduction, oxidative stress um, and inflammation. Anything that's going to reduce oxidative stress and inflammation is good for the human body, whether you're man or woman. So, you know, this is specifically to men's health, but uh, this is this is for everybody's health.
1: Now, there is some speculation as to whether cooked tomatoes, you know, stimulates it better and whether or not you have to get the skin off. Um, So, you know, let's just go with tomatoes for now. We'll just keep it simple. Um, But wild caught fish, absolutely. Let's get those really good zinc levels under control um, with seafood and those sorts of things as well. Green tea for its detoxification capacities. Pumpkin seeds um, as well are amazing for men. So those are just foods that are super simple that you can start to increase in your diet right now that has been shown to have benefit um, when it comes to men's health there is so much supplementation and you know particularly at you know your supplement months or your, your supplement stores there's so much marketing that goes to men about supplementation about boosting your testosterone levels and all of those sorts of things and one of the products that they really push is something called tribulus Now, tribulus can be beneficial for some men, but only if your stress levels are under control. If they're not, this will absolutely turn your guy into a very stressed, very anxious, very um, like emotional mess because tribulus has the ability to increase that conversion of testosterone into estrogen if we don't get cortisol under control. So please use that with caution. Um, Saw palmito is like a very um, traditional old thing that's been used for you know, eons in regards to prostate health. So, but you know, until we go into more details about these sorts of things, just make sure that you're working with your functional practitioner who is really clued on to, to that sort of stuff. But zinc is one of the most important things that men really need really good quality levels of. It's essential for your digestive system. It's essential for the conversion of their testosterone into the good things that we really want. Um, so you know get your zinc levels tested too might be a
0: really easy place to start. Awesome and don't forget to look after the gut so look at the basic you know biology of gut health look at all the uh episodes we've talked about where we talk about gut health and how to balance the gut health and balancing the microbiome because obviously that's a massive place to start dysbiosis of the gut and malbury productive tracts absolutely influences the prostate so we think that's a pretty good place to start with men's health i think uh you know we hope that you feel a bit more equipped with a bit more understanding of what the prostate is and some of the conditions that can occur in the prostate and obviously some of the most, you know most important lifestyle interventions that can take. Um, so, you know, if your guy's still spraying links all over themselves, if, you know, they're using uh, massive amounts of cologne, time to cut it out. Tell them they stink for the wrong reasons and try and encourage them to use essential oils and other incredibly gorgeous, you know, fragrances that come from essential oils. Sandalwood, cedarwood, like there's so many beautiful manly scents that don't involve uh, the use of links. So please, not that it's a name drop of a product, but you know what I mean. It, any of those things you spray out of a can, please do Don't use them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. So we hope that this has given you a bit of an understanding of, you know, how important that little walnut shaped gland is the prostate gland, uh, ladies oh, and gentlemen, if you do have any questions about this, you can absolutely send them in to us. Now, if you're not comfortable posting them on our social media, which is facebook.com forward slash the wellness women, um, or Instagram, we are the wellness women official. You can absolutely send us an email to info at the or you can find those details on our website. Um, we would love to know if there's anything that you've done that has really, really worked. Ladies, have you been the first person to pick up um, some prostate changes in your, um, you know, the men in your life as well? We would love to hear from you. So, ladies, make sure you have subscribed to us on iTunes. Um, give us a five-star rating if you think we deserve that because we love that. It's great for our ego and our that good dopamine dump that it gives us when, when you give us a five-star rating. But, ladies, until next week, be well.